0: This episode is brought to you by LucidPoint. Are you struggling to take your IT organization to the next level? We help our customers do so with confidence. Turn your vision into reality. Call LucidPoint today.
1: Welcome to the Quick Take Podcast, the show where you get targeted advice and coaching. For executives by executives, I'm Susie Tomanchuk,
0: and I'm James Camps. Give us 15 minutes, and we'll give you three secrets to address the complex topical issues that are challenging executives like you today.
1: Hey, it's Quick Take. I'm Susie. I'm here with my co-host, James. How are you, James?
0: I'm fantastic. How about yourself, Susie?
1: I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm. I have a busy week, and I thought we would talk about one of my clients that I'm working with. Uh, it's sure. really interesting. Uh, the, the boss, it's a technology company and there's a lot of priorities in the business. And there's a lot of people that push the priorities down depending on what part of the business they're in. So this organization doesn't have a lot of control over those priorities. And so the reaction that the management has is to get really tense And use emotion, sometimes Mm. anger and frustration to kind of motivate. It's it's kind of hard to think that this is 2024, but that's kind of what's happening is we don't have control, so we better just do what we're supposed to do and do the best we can do to get it done.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that's super interesting. Um, I mean, how do you go about... Um, you know, I think about the situations and I'm like, how do you go about getting that leader to think of things differently? I mean, what what are some of the strategies that you've used?
1: Yeah, I, really talking about the research around the shift that mm. has happened from
0: oh, that's great you know, old
1: school boss to moving to coach and how recognition and motivation really come from being able to give people agency to move forward on their own. And so it's a hard shift to make sometimes because sometimes it is easier just to command and control. Oh, of course. And move from that.
0: You know, sometimes I like to, um, you know, depending on your audience, this particular leader, I use, I'd like to use analogies or examples of, you know, what would this person do? How would you look at it from this point of view? Because sometimes it's difficult to, um, Mm. access, you know, understand the researcher Or have good role models. And and so I like to look at maybe, you know, three types of role models, perhaps um, that 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 person may may understand better than a a white paper, Um, especially when you're working with different types of organizations. You know, every technology organization has a different type of um, uh, uh, ecosystem and people that it attracts. Um, And, you know, technology has eaten everything. So you have technology across the entire uh, uh, spectrum of companies. And so sometimes, uh, I like to sit down and go, let me give you three types of of people, three types of leaders that deal with challenges, and let's think about how they do it. Um, and, and maybe that's maybe something we could talk about today, or like three, you know, three people that deal with challenges and, and, and ways that they tackle them.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that. I think the, the key is to get that person to shift out of their, their current situation and be able to have some distance, which is a challenge to do. But I think that's a great way of looking at it because then they'll problem solve with that persona in mind.
0: Right, right. And so the three I always like to use, and I know they're weird because, but they're all they're they're intentionally different. Um, you know, I like to think of a uh, a firefighter, a mm. farmer, and a fashion icon. So I, I'm big on alliteration. So there's there's big three Fs right there. But those three types of leaders, uh, I think can, can, um, show ways that, that, that others, um, uh, challenge, uh, deal with challenges and, and, um, maybe help, uh, other leaders, uh, think about, uh, what they could be doing differently.
1: That's super interesting. So you would kind of go through the day in the life of one of those three.
0: Yeah. So let's just jump right in. So like uh, an example would be, uh, you know, I always start with a farmer, you know, when a farmer, uh, deals with challenges. You know, I always say like a farmer would just roll up his sleeves and get it done. Right. And, you know, there's lots of examples of that. Um, You know, I was coaching um, with uh, a um, uh, a CEO of a company who was facing a product recall. And what she did is she actually um, went out and visited all the communities that were affected by this. This recall, and by community, I meant the the um, I mean the um, the pockets of the um, of her um, of of the old country that were buying her products so she could understand who was being impacted by this recall. And that that rolling up her sleeves, getting involved, you know, changed the attitude of the recall. Um, you know, I, I think you've also seen, um, you know, Ivan Shnadar, the the Patagonia f- uh, founder. Um, you yeah. know, they had some same same problems, and and he went out there and got his um, or her uh, arms, uh, you know, sleeves rolled up, and really got involved in some of the loyalty issues they had. And I think when you get involved, and you as a leader uh, get uh, uh, in uh, in the trenches uh, and town with the town's problems, I think you're a lot better off. So. Um, yeah. First thing I always like to talk to people is, what would a farmer do? A farmer would just roll up his sleeves and and get involved.
1: Yeah, I like that analogy because it really helps you visualize that you need to stop thinking about it from your perspective and and how can you kind of get in with your other person, like get in the field.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. Right. Because I think it means so much when you are involved at at uh, the levels that that are much. Um, uh, much more impactful. And as, sometimes as a leader, it's, it's just really great to get, uh, you know, get your hands dirty.
1: Yeah. And I also like that too, because it, it shifts your thinking so that we always see things from our perspective, but if you can mm-hmm. also, when you're making that shift, really see it from a different alignment, that can be really helpful to understand what they're going through.
0: Yeah. I think it goes a long way yeah. and, um, just, you know, it goes to building rapport, et yeah. cetera, et cetera.
1: What's the second so- F?
0: Second one is the fireman. And I think one of the things that we need to think about a lot, uh, a lot is, is how we respond under stress. Yeah. And I think the fireman is somebody that we consistently see under a ridiculous amount of uh, uh, stress and, and situations that are extremely fluid. I mean, I can't imagine running into a burning house, but remaining calm yeah. is, I think, the key takeaway from from the fireman, where um, you've got to look at uh, the challenges that, that are in front of you, but knowing that... Um, you know that that you've got to remain calm and be a, a a role model for your team. Um, I've talked to a handful of executives, uh, CTOs in particular, who have had massive technology outages. Servers are down. You know, yeah. uh, Google Cloud has gone down, etc. And remaining calm in those situations yeah. helps people realize that they have a role to play here. Um, you know, it helps you delegate tasks more effectively. It helps you communicate more calmly. And ultimately, I think that employees and the customers see the the behavior and understand that you've got things under control.
1: Yeah, I think that the key there is the calm because you don't want to take on the emotion. I have a friend who's a fire chief and he said that you have to almost, while you're driving, just suspend reality because you don't know what you're going to come to a, a scene of a car where, you know, there was a, a crash. And he said, often it's very hard to see some of those things, but he doesn't deal with that until they're driving away. In the moment, he has to figure out how can I help.
0: Yeah, and and you know I've had outages uh, on my at my companies, and and the the more frankly, the the crazy conversations are after everything is all said and done, and you're sitting around the yeah. bar going, "Oh my god, that was insane! Yeah. How did we even survive that?" And then as a leader, you can kind of let your hair down, and but during the, in the moment, you're right, you've got to kind of suspend that that. Uh, um, that anxiety and put it aside, and and um, you're, you're going to find yourself in a better place if you do.
1: Yeah, I love that. I, I can see the two make a lot of sense, but I can't wait mm-hmm. for the third one because I'm not sure <laughs> how you're going to use <laughs>
0: <laughs> You know, when I think of fashion, I think of the the crazy way things change and oh. the. Um, the uh, ever-fluid insanity of fashion. And and so when I, I think of how challenging it must be to think this is popular today and this is popular tomorrow, that you have to be able to be responsive yeah. and you have to be agile and you have to be willing to deviate from your original plan. And so I think of, there, you know, there are many industries and many roles, but as, a, as somebody who is looking at fashion and trying to drive the way uh, that um, that those particular uh, things are looked at, you have to be um, uh, uh, able to adapt and adjust. And so, you know, whether it's, a, a, you know, launching viral campaigns, looking at PR situations, you have to be able to pivot. And so like a fashion icon, I think it's key that you are flexible and, and willing to adjust.
1: I, it's a good one. Now I get it. And I also think that sometimes the fashion, the trend, you may need to wear it and it may not be your favorite, most comfortable or your style, you know, style that you love, but you have to be able to move into it and kind of play the part, if you will.
0: Exactly right. Great, great way to pull that in. And I think that the goal is you know, sometimes you have to make decisions you don't like. Sometimes the answer isn't the best one. Sometimes you don't have all the information as a leader. And so you have to do the best you can. And so yeah. that kind of flexibility is really what I'm trying to highlight with that, with that role. Um, because, uh, you can't always know everything and sometimes you just have to go with what you got.
1: Yeah. I love this because as you're going into it, if people could visualize, which am I going to be?
0: Right, right.
1: The farmer, the firefighter, or the fashion. So tell fashion us. Fashion
0: icon, right. Yeah. So yeah, right. let's wrap that up. So look, that what, what I'm really trying to stay, say here is that sometimes as leaders or, or as coaches, we have to speak to leaders so they understand ways that they can behave differently. And sometimes talking about the research or particular um, uh, examples just don't resonate. And so I like to use different types of personas to help get the story across. And so- I like to talk about a farmer who likes to get his hands dirty. I like to talk about a fireman who has to remain calm in the in the in the moments of diversity, and I like to talk about a fashion icon who is uh has to be uh um, agile and change to the the way things happen uh, in real time.
1: Love it, love it. Such a good one, boy. You're being very creative, James. Very, very well done.
0: Hey, Susie, I've been wondering, um. If- if you could replace me with a fictional character as your co-host, who would you pick?
1: <gasps> you know who first came to mind it was Regis <laughs> Philbin. <Quite lively>.
0: <laughs> 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 I did not say fictional.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, you know I'm not going to think of names. I'm, oh, I actually think I I can think of his name. Oh, I don't think I can say it right. Jason St- take us from. Yeah,
0: Jason Sudeikis.
1: Sudeikis, Siduck. I See, I can't even S- say it. Thank you. So
0: I'm going to, I'm going to save you. The, the word fictional was was key no. to my, <laughs> my question
1: questionnaire. Okay. And I thought, okay. It was, I'm proud of myself. I thought him the character that he plays. <laughs> in what? <in, in laughs> <laughs> the show he's so, on so ted lasso, <laughs> ted lasso. <laughs> okay that's good
0: that's that a brilliant enough enough response that so would
1: enough enough if that i would have thought, <laughs> thought that the name of the show was actually the, the, the show, character yeah cuz
0: it would have been the better answer so you're saying that ted lasso would be your Fictional character, co-host of choice.
1: Thanks for bringing it all the way
0: to <laughs> the way, as, as my job is, is to rein you in.
1: <laughs> kind of like a lasso. A lasso. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Quick Take, where we talk about the questions that are on the mind of executives everywhere. Connect with us and share what's on your mind.
0: You can find us on LinkedIn, YouTube, or whatever nerdy place on the internet you find your podcasts. Our links to the show are in the show notes.
1: We appreciate you.